Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about why they should bring hard raids back. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. And if you're on YouTube, hitting like, share, subscribe, leaving a comment, hitting the bell button. All those things help me out. I've got the trailer here, the gameplay trailer that went live right before Season of the Rurity launched. I've got it looping. Hopefully YouTube doesn't freak out about that so that people watching the live stream can continue seeing the footage as they come in throughout the day while we're doing this talk and Q&A. Now, the reason I think they should bring hard raids back, this is inspired by a conversation we were having about sunsetting. So... I'm not going to get into defending sunsetting and all of that. I, we've we've done that enough. We've gone round and round on that enough. I'm sure it'll come up in Q&A though, so that's fine. But the sake of this talk is to show that I believe endgame aspirational content has a reason to evolve. I believe there was a bit of a devolution with endgame content. I don't think raids should only launch with normal. They should launch with both. And I'm going to do my best to make a case for how this could work well with sunsetting and why they should bring it back. So reason to gear up is the first section of the video. The second section is about sunsetting. And the final section is the King's Fall format. I'm going to hearken back to King's Fall and what they did then and things we know about that to uh, to make my case for how they could approach this. So first and foremost, a reason to gear up. I think the absence of endgame aspirational motivation is significant. And Luke Smith admits that in his director's cut, they want to refuel aspiration. A significant way I believe that they could refuel aspiration is by creating a quote-unquote reason to gear up. You play the normal mode, you're getting the guns, you're beefing up, you're getting stronger, and you're preparing for hard mode. One of the things that we always knew was sort of on the horizon when we were playing through King's Fall or Wrath of the Machine was that there was a hard mode waiting there, you know, on the horizon. There's a reason to go. There's a reason to chase these weapons. It's also a great way for them to consider putting perks on the guns like, if you remember, during Vault of Glass, Oracle Disruptor and things of that nature. Those benefits aren't really felt that much when you get to the delta of the raid and you're no longer under contest modifier. You're sort of like, Well, you know what? I I can beat this content fairly easily. I don't really need these perks. I did did like what they did in Garden of Salvation. They got really close to what I thought was good with the enhanced relay defender and you could melt the boss, but I kind of felt like that would have been better felt when the difficulty would go up and the boss's health would go up and it would be a little bit more challenging and then you would feel the benefit of those mods in a more profound way as opposed to being like, wow, we can absolutely decimate this guy and one-shot him. I feel like right now, when they add depth and power on the gear or depth and power on the abilities it doesn't lead to depth it leads to um, a trivialization of the content we end up just absolutely decimating the boss and i'm really not in favor of that it would be nice to have something that perpetuates the challenge and the difficulty i think contest modifier would be a way to do this we would never truly be at delta for the hard mode you would always sense that threat and see those swords and feel those challenges and need those extra perks those extra damages percentages to really really capitalize and maximize your optimization in the raid this would be a push to make normal have better loot as well. Like, I really don't think the raid loot's been that impressive. I've been a big, big proponent of of sunsetting of weapons and, and letting weapons expire after a while because that was one of the things I always said was weapons are pretty basic, pretty samey, and pretty plain. We've been saying that since King's Fall, and this would be a reason to make them better. You could also start to create armor and gun synergy for power increase. We can already see in this video, just in this trailer alone, we're seeing new weapon and armor synergy begin to emerge 
merge in Destiny. There are armor mods from Season of the Worthy that give you bonuses when using a Seraph weapon. I think that's such a smart way to go. They could do the same thing with raids, raid mods that synergize with raid weapons. And this is why you would feel that need to beef up, gear up, and then prepare for the hard version. You would feel that sense of maximize, yeah, I want to maximize my efficiency. Now, what does this have to do with sunsetting, Lono? For those of you who don't know what sunsetting is, Sunsetting is the idea that a year later you could no longer infuse the weapon and therefore you couldn't take it into endgame content. It doesn't matter that you're 950. If you're using a gun that's 750, the game sees it as a 750 gun. So if you go into a raid a year later with guns that are no longer infusible, those guns would be very, very weak in the raid. Even though you've leveled up your armor, that gun would be like an anchor pulling down your efficiency and your damage. So sunsetting would be a perfect setting for this system and the way you could do this it'd be a really good way to honor the gear of the past you could go into a raid a year later have all those guns from the one year old raid so imagine that all the guns from garden of salvation would work in this september's raid september 2020 they would work in normal mode they would be strong enough the power level would be set in such a way that you could still use those weapons and they'd be really nice now this would get a little funky because you'd have to set the cap to a reasonable level so you could level them up in that season but then when hard mode comes out, hard mode would basically be set high enough to leave those weapons behind. This would create a natural propensity and a desire to use those old weapons as a way to beat the raid, but then you would start replacing them. You would be gearing up and powering up for the hard mode, replacing and supplanting your raid weapons from a year ago with the new raid weapons. And there'd be lots of reasons to do this that we already outlined. You could create perks on the guns that are stronger, like Oracle Disruptor. You could create armor and gun synergy, like the Seraph synergy that we saw this morning, as a reason to feel that you're not quite done with the raid until you're fully geared up and powered up to ready to dive into the hard mode. Raid loot in general right now I think doesn't have a sense of purpose it's just sort of like other weapons in the game this would create that sense of purpose and it would also I believe not make you feel like all of the stuff that you grinded in the past is disrespected because they would still be valuable tools in beating the normal mode you would still feel strong and again almost as if your grind has been respected but then there's a bit of a passing of the torch within your loadout and with your with your, your, your loot new raid loot would be uh, chased to prepare rather Rather than sort of like, well, I can use it if I want. If not, it's more of a collector's game right now where you get the raid gear, you get the raid guns with the perks that you like, but you feel like you're more more often than not just doing sort of a collector's sort of version of the game. I don't know if this means they would need to go to static roles. A lot of people think if they go to this system where they're sunsetting weapons, they would need to go to static roles, have decent drop rates, so it's a little bit easier to get the guns. You don't want people waiting, you know, for their 59th run to finally get a, you know, a gear drop. I don't know how well that would pair with this system because I don't know how close they would want to launch hard and normal. This also gives Bungie extended relevancy when they do a big expansion entire month to a month and a half later they could launch hard mode that's another big thing they could do and have a big launch for it and a big celebration it's another way to make it feel like the game is evolving and alive lastly let's talk about the king's fall format i believe out of all the raids that they've ever tried to do a hard and normal mode king's fall is the coup de gras it is the pinnacle version of going from normal to hard and there's a reason for that they actually built hard mode first and they dialed it back so that normal would feel like a very very natural and organic increase in difficulty this is something that they've talked about the raid design team at the time talked about that design philosophy and choice 
And I, I truly, truly believe that King's Fall is the best example of this. They don't just make everything stronger. They add mechanical pain and mechanical variance. They did a pretty good job in Wrath. Wrath was more a problem of quantity. You now had to throw more bombs. You now had to defeat more servitors. It wasn't necessarily a problem of like more or different mechanical pain. Light Eater Knights, the extra knights at Totems, uh, the, the War Priest absorbing abilities. These are all things that sort of took you by surprise and gave you more plates to spin. I think Light Eater Knights are probably the single best example of what I'm talking about. An extra piece of mechanical pain that must be mitigated as opposed to just an increased health pool or an increased delta. I, I, I don't think that that is as exciting as something like Light Eater Knights. I think they were probably the best example in the King's Fall raid of something that was removed for normal as like, oh, let's dial this back a little bit and then add it later as, well, you think you've got the fight mastered now? Yeah, just you wait. It's about to get a little bit worse. As far as difficulty philosophy so far in Destiny, it's been kind of all over the place. This is why I have praised the champions. I think the champions idea is a really good system. It's not just an increased health pool. It's not just a tanky enemy. It is a mechanic that can be mitigated with choice. I don't think the champion system has fully landed yet. I think they could do more to make it better, but I believe it's taking us in the right direction. The idea of adding mechanical rhythmic pain that can be mitigated by the player through choice, loadout changes, and adjusting your you know what you what you have you, you guys have heard me give my rants about the overabundance of negative modifiers and a lot of that is in line with what I'm saying right now I think they use negative modifiers way too often in endgame content looking at the Grandmaster Nightfall details that we saw I'm probably going to do a video on why I don't think the Grandmaster Nightfalls look that appealing more negative modifiers more more frustration more chance of failure and really all they're doing is increasing you know the currency earn rate I don't think that's the right call we'll obviously wait and see what we think but I really do think more and more difficulty should come from pushing pain on you so that you change your loadout change your decision and change your play style in order to mitigate those pain decisions that they've added and I think raids would be a great place for that Listen, I really do think raids are some of the best content in Destiny, but the loot and the aspirational feel just isn't there, and this would be a great way to bring that back. Offering dope strong loot for hard, you could even have the perks you know, to make things a little bit stronger, a little bit better, a little bit more efficient, and I think that'd be a great context to, as Luke Smith said, refuel aspiration in the game. We're going to go to question and answer now. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, and as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about bringing back hard raids. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, or if you're on YouTube, leave a comment. You can hit the like button, subscribe button, and the little bell button. Those are things that help me out, and it helps you not miss out on the content. We are letting the little trailer uh, loop here so people can watch it. We're, we're excited that they dropped this right before the new season. We're going to do about an hour Q&A and then read the patch notes, so if you're listening to this elsewhere this will be a very sort of i'm going to have a chop off moment for q a we usually do this when new content launches first question from tim preston do you think the old raids will ever be relevant again i do i think they're holding on to them uh they may even be holding on to escalation protocol Luke Smith's director's cut to me feels like a little bit of a hint of a future roadmap. The idea that they're going to start repurposing core activities, reinvigorating core activities. I believe this will at some point include raids like Leviathan, the loot pool there, the guns there. Uh, I do feel that they are holding on to those. That could be an Age of Triumph at a later date. 
the final year of Destiny 2, I believe there will be a final year. I think Destiny 3 will likely land in 2022 or 2023. And whenever we have our final year, that will be part of the coasting. They'll let the live team take over. That's a little bit of an easier thing to do. Repurposing content's not as hard as creating brand new content. And I believe it'll probably land in the final year of Destiny. So no time soon is what I'm telling you. I don't think you're going to see Leviathan, Last Wish, any of the raid layers, they're not going to get any treatment anytime soon, I don't think. I could be wrong, maybe they space it out, maybe they do one raid every once in a while, uh, maybe they do that next year, maybe they're like, well, we're going to give you a brand new raid in September, and then spring, and then in spring or the summer, we're going to do one of them, we'll just do one of them. I feel like they'd really want to hold it all in their hands, like keep that under their hat, and use all those raids later for a really, really a massive, massive Age of Triumph. I mean, it would it would overshadow the four raids we got last time because it would include Leviathan, the two raid layers, Scourge and Crown, Last Wish, and uh, Garden of Salvation. What is that, seven? Basically, I know there's two layers in there. So we're already at five as far as raid count if you don't count the raid layers. That's a lot. That's a, that's a lot of stuff. And if they do another raid in September, that would be in the hopper as well to be repurposed. So we're talking eight total, you know, six six total like actual raids, non-raid layers. That's a lot to use for an Age of Triumph. Animus Control. What would your alternate be to res tokens in an ideal hard raid? Res tokens are not the problem. I do not mind Bungie limiting our reses. I think that's a great way to put pain on the team. I absolutely despise the res timer. I think it's horrible. I genuinely think it's one of the worst things they've done to raids in general. I can stomach the loot, at least it looks cool, but I think that the raid, that the res timer is awful. Um, let a team try to low man it, really. Those are some of the best experiences I've ever had in Destiny 1, and not allowing teams to low man, I believe, is a significant mistake. The first time we were in Garden of Salvation, the second encounter where you're bouncing around the teleporters and recharging your buddies, we had somebody die, I went flying over, I saved the situation, I stopped all the enemies from uh, sacrificing, and whenever the timer hit zero, we wiped, and I was like, why'd we wipe? I did what I was supposed to, and people were like, oh, it was the res timer. We would have been able to go to the next sequence. We would have been able to go back to that. We would have been able to go to the middle of that encounter because that would have been the end. We were right at the end. We would have gone to the middle and we'd have had to defend the middle low man. And it would have been intense. It would have been a cool moment. It would have been, wow, can we rise to the occasion? And that experience is taken from us. Uh, it's This is the thing I think people misunderstand is there is a significant difference between watching Chevy and Glad low man something and watching a team or being on a team where you have to low man something on the fly. There is something special and unique about that. There is something intense about that that's not captured anywhere in Destiny. We do not have experiences like that now. I don't care how many hero moments people want to claim they're having. There is nothing like a low man detonation. There's nothing like a low man war priest. There's nothing like a low man triple triple cannon at Wrath. There is absolutely nothing in this game like that and it is so unfortunate because they create really good encounters that lack that intensity and that let's rise to the occasion let's see if we can fix this i think the res timer is from the bottom to the top one of the worst things they've done to raids and it's essentially the golgoroth totem everywhere and i really really think they need to consider removing it res tokens are fine limiting our reses is fine you know, somebody dying in D1 on hard mode, it was like, well, let's press on. And I know since you couldn't res them, a lot of people would wipe early. Like, well, we're not, we haven't even done damage to the enemy yet. You know, so I like the idea 
of res tokens in normal and then res total tokens in hard. So in normal, six people could res the same dum-dum as many times as needed and then he could still res, right? And in hard, what you would do is only give the team so many reses. There'd be a res count for the team. Once you're out of those reses, you cannot res people anymore. You now have to press on shorthanded to see if you can figure it out. I think that would be better than what we presently have. They don't. If they don't do hard mode, I would just remove the countdown and limit tokens the way they already have. I don't think the countdown, all the, I, the countdown doesn't serve a purpose. It doesn't. It like, I get really passionate about this. All the countdown does is rob players of experiences. It does not actually make things more difficult. All you're doing is is robbing players of experiences. You are taking the opportunity to low man away from them. It. It is intrinsically and automatically hard to beat an encounter with less people. So the challenge and the difficulty and the punishment and the pain is intrinsic to the death. The non-resible death brings automatic pain and punishment and consequence. And I think that the timer is a mistake. I don't think it adds quality or value. It merely it merely robs people of opportunity to do their own thing and to rise to the occasion. Aaron Kill. How can D2 invest in more difficult raids if some of the simpler activities remain closed for matchmaking? There is no linear accessible progression for difficult activities. How can you address this? I don't agree with this. I think there's, there's, there's plenty of ways to level up. There's They make it very, very easy to level up. Leveling is one of the easiest things to do in this game now. You don't have to go run milestones. You don't have to really rely on RNG. The artifact there is to make up the difference. If you do have some bad RNG, the pinnacle grind is the only grind that's slow. And even that's going to get easier. They said about halfway through the season, they're going to open up the sources for pinnacle uh, drops. So I don't think it's that difficult for you to gear up and get in there. I really don't think so. Um, matchmaking wouldn't change that. Like matchmaking being in harder content, like a grandmaster nightfall wouldn't suddenly make it. So like, Oh, well now we can really gear up and get ready for a raid. That's not really how you gear up and get ready for a raid anyway a grandma shake if they were to re-implement hard mode would you rather have all raids have hard mode at once or rotate a raid once a week to have the hard mode modifier so in your mind you're envisioning this being a retroactive quality of life improvement where they would go back to the old raids and add that as something to make them uh to make them stronger and more challenging I don't necessarily know if I even had that in my mind. I really don't. I don't know if I had that in my mind about doing a pass on all those old raids. Um, that certainly could be cool because they already have this, they already have two versions of Leviathan, so they could go back and retool some of that and give it a, you know give it a facelift, and then you could do that to Last Wish. You know, add a whole new hard mode. That'd be pretty awesome. The challenge would be there is a lot of what I talked about in the video isn't present in Last Wish. They'd have to retool the weapons. They'd have to create new perks. They'd have to create maybe some armor synergies. I don't know if they'd want to do that. It would be pretty cool if they did, but I don't know if they would want to go back and spend a lot of time, you know, retooling, repurposing, and kind of adding that to, um, to the to the system there. That that would be a lot of work, I think. This is such an interesting... Oh, it's because the overlay is not on. I was like, why is there all that space on the side? See cucumbers. Do you think that they should keep Destiny 2 kind of like... No, I don't think they can just stay in Destiny 2. They've made it pretty clear that's that's technologically impossible. I mean, they can do it for a while, but uh, not for forever, certainly. Piercing Angel. Do you think that Bungie will ever be able to fix the game to a point where we can't cheese Riven? It's such a good, challenging, and fun boss fight that was turned into nothing but a stat check and almost uh, all raid groups. Well, here's the problem, okay? 
if if they want to go back and do some repurposing of the old raids and do an Age of Triumph style thing and do a you know and do an update to the loot and do all the stuff that we just talked about, I could see them updating the Riven fight. Presently, I don't think it's worth their effort to go back and try to mitigate what teams are doing in a raid that's no longer relevant. Um, you know, skipping damage phases and beating him with melee, beating Riven with her with melees and all these other things. I just don't. I just don't think that that's that big of a deal. It's not really worth addressing right now. In the first month or so, should they try to have addressed it? It would have been nice if they would have, but it's been so long now. I'm just kind of like, I. It's kind of why bother? You know, is it really a big value point that's needed right now? I don't think so. I think I missed a lot of subs. Eight mask with 22 months, three months from Big Forehead, Shriek with 100 bits, four months from Desolate Desolated Reaper or Desolated Reaper, and 24 months from Dead Joker. That's a gold badge. Dr. Genade. Did you see where the Warden of Nothing Strike is named Prison of Elders in the Nightfall page? Bottom left, where you choose difficulty, and that's with the huge Vex banner in the employee room. So you're telling me when they sh- when they show the, where is it, the Nightfall difficulties? You're saying it's listed Nightfall the Ordeal. Oh, Prison of Elders. Yeah, I see that. That is interesting that that's, they're calling it Prison of... I don't know why that's down in the corner like that. That's kind of odd. That's the location. Does it always, does it show that right now when you try to go into Warden of Nothing? I think that's in the description. Yeah, no, that is in the description because you go down and hover over it and then it says Warden of Nothing. Yeah, I don't think that that, I don't think that means anything. I think that's, that's, that's how it is now. Morris. Do you believe that hard raids would be an avenue to allow for them to bring farming to raids, allowing us to do the normal raid repeatedly and then only receive one round of powerful gear per week, hard raid as an incentive to run both? Well, I mean, back in the day, that was kind of the thing. You could run hard and get double drops. I am of the opinion that when hard mode would launch, especially if they put in contest modifier, I should be able to run that as many times as I want. Uh, they could do something with an NPC as well uh, to give you a reason to be going back in there with bounties, with a rank, like leveling up that NPC, you know, could be could be something that is worthwhile and lets you braid throughout the, you know, that that season. Also, if with sunsetting of weapons, I think giving players more agency and more chances and raids for gear is probably a good idea. I would be concerned um, I would be concerned about drop rates and generosity. If it takes you 50 to 60 runs to get a weapon, that's a lot of weeks. That's a lot of months that are now basically taken from you. The, the gun's endgame viability has just shrunken dramatically for you versus your friend. So, McCheshire, I'm curious what you think about limited revives in Grandmaster Nightfalls. I know you aren't a fan of raid revive tokens, but I wonder whether your stance changes for Nightfalls. I don't know if I'm a fan of the structure of the Grandmaster Nightfalls in general. I don't think the rewards are good enough. The only thing that changes is that Ascendant Shards go from uncommon to common. And I'm being consistent here. Go back and watch my Grandmaster Nightfall video. I said, if all they do is increase currency earn rate, that doesn't make any sense. We've been grinding and masterworking our gear just fine up to now. And the crescendo of all that work is to go into an environment where they're like, here's more currency. 
here's a slightly better drop rate on the currency. I, I said in my video that I didn't think that was going to be enough. That wasn't going to be good enough. And I am, uh, I'm a little disappointed if that's all it is. We've only seen the menu right now. That could be just to whet our appetite and maybe there's something else going on. Maybe there's a way to get better loot or cooler loot or something in there that we, you know, they haven't talked about yet. We are going off of very, very little information at this time. So, con. Do you think that the raid loot would be better if they were like rituals where they have static rolls but with multiple perks in the last slot? What do you think? Uh, could they have different combinations? I, yeah, I don't know where I land on this. There's a couple of options. They could do random rolls, limit the rolls the way they did in Garden. They could have a curated roll that's really, really extra special. Um, and then when you do hard mode, the curated could have a higher drop rate. Something of that nature. And you would want the curated to be pretty awesome. I, I call it the Genesis chain effect. You would want it to be both unique and effective. Genesis chain was not a best-in-class weapon, but it was unique and it was effective. I think that's kind of the two markers I'd want to see. We don't need every weapon to be a god-killer, but you would definitely want to, to feel a push toward the new stuff, especially with sunsetting. The reasoning for sunsetting was to give us better stuff. We're galleon knight. Based on something you said before, if we had raids... Uh, be annual, allowing them to cook longer and bring unique experiences. Would a good flow of content be annual raids and every season without a raid have a new dungeon? That's a lot of dungeons, homie. I mean, if you if you go into just go into Pit of Heresy and just kind of take in how long and how large Pit of Heresy is, I don't know if this is a reasonable request to say could we get one of those every season? I happen to think one raid, one dungeon, one hidden dungeon like Outbreak or Whisper a year, I think is totally fine. You get a raid in a dungeon and you can do like the hidden dungeon whisper thing some other time, some other season. We may even get one this season. I think one raid and then three dungeons every year is a little, I think is a little on the absurd side. I, I can't see that being a request they could meet and, and hit knowing about their limited bandwidth, knowing about how infrequently we have gotten things like that, I don't think they can crank that sort of thing out um, super, super quickly. Um, so, you know, I, I would be concerned, I would be concerned about that. White seems too much. Uh, try black pulls my eyes away gameplay um so next question sorry i'm going back and forth with the project uh my project manager peter P- peter cedo pester cedo somebody went in here and changed it to pesterito <laughs> anyway grandmaster nightfalls seem like they could be a three-man raid in terms of difficulty is there a good middle ground i prefer having a couple really good teammates instead of five mediocre ones i'm gonna be honest with you i feel like when i look at the the, the, the negative modifiers the first thing I think about is I don't want to do that at all. It looks like it's more painful than a freaking raid. Like, let's be honest about something. The three-man nightfall grind, like watching people do it now, making that more difficult and getting currency for it doesn't line up for me. Like, a raid seems more appealing and easier. I would rather run Garden. I would rather Lowman Garden than run the nightfalls that I'm seeing. That's where I think the whole thing breaks down and feels dissonant. I, 
people are like, oh, it's it's totally fine. It's capstoning of gear. It's supposed to be hard and grindy. I I don't know. It, it seems more difficult than a raid. I, I I see people dying more often than they die in a raid. It doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like content I would want to engage with. I really don't think so. I have no desire to do it. I don't think the payout's good enough. The, you're going to have to really, really sell me on the benefits of my armor being 10. I'm going to have to really start to see bigger benefits to that. Especially, bear in mind what I've been outlining about the shuffling forward element of, hey, if you want to get ready for next season, you're going to want to grind for new armor. So armor's longevity in your loadout is going to have, you know, a five-month window. I... I just can't see putting in so much time, all that time, to, to leveling your armor if that's going to be the result. Like, oh yeah, I, I, I leveled all my armor and I, I'm i shuffling forward in five months. And how did I do that? Like, I, I don't know. Bigger benefit on boots, I can run recover and double uh, scavenger, one for special, one for heavy. Right, but I was running that. I was running double scavenger. I was running double. I was, you know what I'm saying? I was running a lot of really, really fun, crazy builds. And I don't feel like the difference between that and somebody who's at 10 that can squeeze a little bit more out of the armor. This is just me speaking from my own personal preference. That's not a strong enough motivation to go play slow, painful content with lots of negative modifiers. It just doesn't seem good enough. It doesn't seem good enough. That's my personal opinion. We'll see if the community agrees with me. I happen to think that they will. I'm usually, and traditionally, I have not been off the mark on these things. I have a pretty good track record. I really don't think this is going to land very strongly with the community. If the only thing you're getting is a slight increase to, you know, to the drop rate, you know, a slight increase to, uh... To, to, to ascendant shard drop rate like that's all it is it's going from uncommon to common that's it I, I really don't I don't know I don't think the casual mining community will agree I don't think so I really don't I, I don't think so I think the people that like to level and like to chase stuff are going to do time assessments they're going to say I can run the lower one this fast and get the currency at a decent clip or I can run the harder one that's slower higher chance of fail rate for a greater for a greater drop rate ultimately I think that's what it's going to come down to people are going to assess time time investment you know I think that's what it's going to come down to fundamentally um, I like, I don't think you're, you're mentioning casual players, which I believe is a complete and utter red herring. Like, I don't think that has anything to do with what we're talking about. Casual players aren't even going to consider it. They're probably not running 980s right now. For the people that have been running the raid, the, the, the nightfalls, I think they're going to look at it and be like, that's it. That's all we get is an increase on ascendant shards. I don't think so. I really don't think it's going to be a good enough motivation. I think they need to do more. I think we need to stop letting them off the hook. It's like when people defend the raid guns. It's like, quit letting them off the hook. They can do better. They can be better. The raid gear can be better. The rewards for Grandmaster can be better. Don't let them off the hook. Them bumping Ascendant Shard drop rate after adding more negative modifiers and adding a, del- a higher delta, that that is just... That's weak, man. That's weak. I, don't let them off the hook. They should be adding more and doing more. If they, if Luke Smith's goal is to refuel aspirational content, what's on screen right now ain't doing it. I don't think that's enough. I think that's a half measure. 
Um, Nodded with seven months. Brand new Prime Sum from Sweaty. I'm not reading that. Random Ninja Hero with 24 months. That's a gold badge. Three months for Mad Crazy. Thank you very much. Welcome back. This is long and off topic. Sorry. Well, at least you're apologizing on the front end. Chunk86 says, When it comes to displaying FOV, FPS, and PvP between PS4, Xbox One, and the PS5, X Series X users, I know you've said you don't really care and we can't hold the game back. However, do you think if enough of the player base on last-gen systems complain about the disparity that Bungie would buckle and cap the FPS of next-gen console early adopters, the PC mentality is not the same as the console mentality? I certainly hope they would not buckle under the pressure no no absolutely not quit crying somebody bought a new system they deserve to get better performance out of that system you know buy a box of tissues i like seriously go cry somewhere else i I, that's not that is not at all that is not at all a worthy thing and bungie should not play to that fiddle that's bogus those those consoles are dated they're old and when people are spending their money to upgrade their system, they should get performance increases for that. They should not be, they should not have their game and experience hamstrung by whiners. Like, period. I just don't think so. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think we lose some stuff at the bottom. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Yes. Uh, So, Sorry. And I know people are going to be like, oh, that's not fair. That's not fair. They have better frame rate. They have better FOV. I, I just don't think you're going to be able to make a very good case for like a console player with higher frame rate and FOV has this un- ridiculously unfair advantage. I really just don't think so. I think it's totally exaggerated. I really do. I, I don't know. Right now, you can play on PC and have disparity of FOV and frame rate, and you don't see anybody crying about it. Light Lightning J I feel that raid loot lacks the kick that it used to have when in Vogue <laughs> uh, do you think raid weapons should have curated roles and have perks that only roll on that weapon for instance a hand cannon with rampage and raging dragon a perk that causes a dragonfly like effect but causes damage over time for surviving targets okay if you're working at Bungie and you just leak that to us thank you we appreciate it um, it sounds pretty cool um I would say I would say that the the raid loot hasn't been good since King's Fall. I mean Genesis the the, the the loot the raid loot in Wrath of the Machine was awesome, but none of it a lot of it wasn't best in class. There was a best in class sniper and that was about it. Everything else in Wrath was like nice. Nothing amazing. You know, the Chaos Dogma and the Steel Medulla were good and they certainly could work in PvP in the right hands, but nothing in there was best in class, aside from the X Machina, the sniper rifle was the only thing best in class. Steel Medulla and the Chaos Dogma were not best in class. I'm fairly certain at the time there were better pulses in scouts at the time. So, maybe they were equal to some very good weapons, but I don't think they were best in class, okay? So, I don't think raid weapons have been impressive since King's Fall. I think King's Fall is a good example of raid weapons that were even overshadowed by weapons you could buy in the tower. Uh, the, the hung jury. 
Uh, Midnight Coup. Midnight Coup was outdone by Better Devils. Better Devils had explosive rounds dis- uh, nerfed, and then Midnight Coup became meta. Midnight Coup is still, again, not really a best-in-class weapon. I mean, it's only a best-in-class weapon because there's nothing else at the time you could get like that, but it's interchangeable with plenty of hand cannons. Then look at the rest of the raid weapons in Leviathan, and it quickly becomes apparent that nothing in there is best-in-class. Now, it might be really good, like the... Uh, the inaugural address is a really, really good pulse, but there's nothing about these weapons that make them stand out. They have their equal or something very close to them in the rest of the game, and I would really, really love to see that change. Unique perks, unique strengths. As I said in the video, in this trailer, they show Seraph perks, where a gun, a Seraph gun, gets a benefit from a mod you can wear on armor. You could even bring things like that, like raid mods that give you benefits when running raid weapons. I think that there's a lot of potential there um, for that to to be a thing. So, uh, some subs came in. Zen, the homie Zen with 39 months. Thank you so much, Zen. Crazy Chuck with six months. Welcome back, uh, Simon Bold. Do Bungie, oh, would Bungie benefit from reworking raids? Like, we've already answered the reworking raids thing. I think it's just going to come later as like an Age of Triumph style thing. Bunker Bound. Do you think that champion mods should be universal on legendaries? Bungie has said numerous times we're able to play how we want, but these mods go against that. I'm not a sidearm or SMG guy, but I guess what I need them for champions, that's not playing how I want. Okay. I agree with you, but not your argumentation. It's going to sound weird. So I agree with your sentimentality, but I think your argumentation is pulling something out of context. I believe the play your way has been overused as a community complaint and criticism, so I don't want to endorse its usage here, okay? Even though I agree with your sentiment. Play your way was used at a time when they were talking about leveling and not making you feel like you had to go in all sorts of places and all sorts of areas that you had no interest in. You could level up and quote unquote play your way. In this case, I don't want to apply that because that's not what they meant when they said it. I don't want to be like, well, you're not being consistent, Bungie. I find that to be poor argumentation. It doesn't feel like it's a fair treatment of what was said. Um, people are saying there's a four gig update. So I happen to think that the reason that it's problematic is every season there's weapons to chase that then feel like they don't matter. It happened in Sundial. There were weapons in the Sundial that couldn't use any of the things. It couldn't use any of the perks. Yeah, I have a four gig download. What in the blue frick is going on? B- four gig? How is that a thing? That is, that's big, isn't it? That's, that's a fairly large update that we're downloading. Uh, anyways, um, let's get the video back up and running. Okie dokie. Uh, audio and cutscenes. Oh, that's true. Audio and cutscenes are usually pretty big. Um, anyway, back to the question. I happen to think that the biggest problem with champion mods not being universal on legendaries, which I have argued for, right? I happen to think that the problem with it is it hurts and creates dissonance, okay? What I mean by it creates dissonance is I'm grinding Sundial for weapons that can't use champion mods. 
I'm grinding Vex Offensive for weapons that can't use champion mods. That's dissonant. It doesn't make any sense. Here, congratulations, here's a weapon for this activity and from this activity, and there's champions in here. That's great. I can't use any champion mods on this. This is stupid. What? It, why would you do this? It doesn't make any sense. So, if Bungie was thoughtful about this, and they decided to go with this sort of... Uh, Hey, we're gonna we're, we're gonna only give guns this time in this season in season of the worthy that are in line with the actual champion mods, sidearms, SMGs, hand cannons, auto rifles. If they did that, I guess I'm still kind of not okay with it because think about it like this. This is another element that we're forgetting here. Sunsetting creates an even bigger problem here. We're gonna read the patch notes in about 20 minutes. Um, sunsetting creates an even bigger problem here. I want you to imagine that you get a hand cannon and you love it. It's a god roll. It's awesome. And it can use champion mods. Sweet. And then all of a sudden, a new season rolls around and it can't use champion mods. You just took three months of my limited endgame viability away from me. And that's a problem. Okay? I, for an entire season, I can't use this in endgame content where there's champions. This is only endgame viable for 9 months or 12 months, Bungie, and you just took 3 of those months away. I think that's a problem. That again, as I've said, that is a dissonance in the game. It's like, wait a minute, what? what? I'm okay with sunsetting, but I'm shelving the gun for three of the limited months that I have. It took me two months to get it, right? Now I go into endgame with it because it's awesome and it's strong, but I can't even use the champion mods on it. So now it's got no endgame viability for three months. Its endgame viability is going to end in six months. That's kind of lame. Like, I feel like these systems are collapsing on each other if Bungie isn't careful. I believe the minute they start instituting sunsetting, champion mods need to be applicable to all legendary primary weapons period so we'll read the patch notes in a little bit i'm going to try to go through these questions fairly quickly over the next 20 minutes um i've left the left area right over to add uh what people you're watching do you know anything else in the space of the left logo um 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 i don't think so uh, no. Looks good. Sorry, chat. This is a project that needs done. Venom. Much like other MMOs, do you think that there should be tiers to the raid rather than just two types where it makes changes to perks and potency based on the amount of difficult versions of the raid that you beat? I don't think we need to go down this road. I don't think we need to go down this road. I think that the... I think that the, the, the normal and hard is fine. Parasito. Um... The mention of endgame aspiration has almost become a meme with how much phrase endgame was used in the, on the season calendar. Players always want more, so what can Bungie do to keep giving us more challenges besides extinguish and light level creep? I've continued to say that half negative, half positive modifiers that create risk-reward elements, choices that I can make in my loadout and gameplay that there's a risk-reward element. Oh, specialist in arc burn? If I get close with this fusion uh, or this shotgun that's arc, I can really melt some of these enemies and some of these champions. Risk-reward. Empowering me with strength while also while also limiting my, my sense of, like, oh, I can just brazenly go out here. 
Um, I, I think that there, uh, there, there is some stuff that, that you could do with that. I don't think there's a very, very good synergy right now in Endgame Challenge. I think it's very, very unenjoyable and very slow. And I think unless they come up with something where there's less negative modifiers and more positive modifiers to balance it out, I, f- I believe that the end game will continue to be unappealing to players like myself who are not casual. I would consider myself more of a mid lane player uh, these days. And I don't think that the current system of more negative modifiers, well, what do we do for the next difficulty? Oh, just throw more negative modifiers on there. I personally do not think that that is uh, the right call. Uh, Surge with 11 months of subs, almost a year for Surge. Thank you, Surge. True Sage with 10 months, getting close to a year as well. 20 months from So Snow and two months from Illuminate. Thank you. Remorse 91. Do you think that Ikelos will count as a Seraph? Uh, would love to break out my Escalation Shoddy again. This is a great question because don't they have Seraph rounds on all the Ikelos weapons? Maybe the shotgun doesn't, but I know the SMG and the sniper, maybe even the hand cannon have Seraph rounds. Uh, Maku, Makurashima, should I play with a fire team or solo? I don't have any friends who play currently, so with a fire team, what should I do use to get a fire team? I mean, this doesn't seem like a question worthy of Q&A, homie. You can play the game and send messages to people, uh, meet people here. Swolgaroth, do you feel that people have gotten used to one-phasing, cheesing raid bosses? I'm afraid that hard mode raids result in longer multiple-phase boss encounters or turn a lot of people away. Personally, I like longer boss fights. Listen, the idea that, like... If we can't one phase this, this isn't good content, is, I believe, a misunderstanding of raid content. Um, I believe it's a misunderstanding. Raid content is not, def- is mo- is not measured by if you can one phase or not. I don't think it's a good judgment of endgame content. Um, Griffin. If they added hard modes back, should they go back to making the differences between the challenge and the hard being hard is newish mechanics and challenge is specific ways of doing it? Uh, yeah, that sounds good to me. That's kind of how they did it in King's Fall and Wrath, which is what I cited as good examples of doing that. Uh, Hot Cup of Nasty. As players who had a clan and was separated after D1, I appreciate easier raids being I'm always LFGing. Do you think just harder mode raid in order or raids in general being tougher? I've already outlined what I think they could do to make the raids harder in the talk itself original hawks says um opinion on bungie adding content with the intention of removing it i am only okay with it because they have to they're not doing it because they want to like i'm not like yeah dude it's great i love content coming into the game and leaving i don't like it right but it's needed so and and luke smith says they want to do less of it so i don't think they like doing it either i think he's his director's cut indicates that I've been right about this. I told people, I was like, do you think they like doing that? Do you think the entire departments like working on content and encounters that are only around for, you know, three months? No, they don't like that. That's that's contrary to building a live service game to a certain extent. And then they kind of felt like they had to. So... Uh, shift into gear. What would you think about a hard mode dungeon? In general, dungeons don't have much loot incentive currently. I believe dungeons will be the benefactor of the sun setting, making better end game loot, better aspiration loot. I think Luke Smith would set his sights on both the raids and the dungeons. 100%. If, they're wanting, if, they're, if they want to refuel aspiration, that's where they'd go. Did Bungie have the bandwidth to make hard mode without just using negative modifiers? I can't really answer that. Two spot gaming. I personally love negative modifiers, but I realize they aren't everyone's cup of tea and have heard your criticisms of them. Would changing them to be a give and take system make them better for those who dislike them without completely throwing them out? Grounded also grants airborne. Glass could become glass cannon and also grant increased guardian damage. See, now you're talking. Now you're talking. Risk, reward. An element of, I can do this, and it's risky, but there is a benefit. Slamming the plates at Axis. Running 
you know, running uh, relay defender and only doing and only doing one stun and doing damage from one spot, like changing your like changing your approach to a fight and potentially getting better damage, better efficiency. Exactly what you've put here. Yes, like stop making the crescendo of my experience as a guardian me feeling like a chump where I sit back beyond aggro reach. Just that that's not the crescendo for a god killer. The crescendo for a god killer is this is going to be tough, but so am I. Like that's that's my motto and my mantra about this, okay? The crescendo and the and the and the the end game aspirational context should be this is really tough, but so am I. And it doesn't feel like that. It feels like this is really tough, we better sit back. And I don't think that's a good that's not the good culmination of how strong we are and all the loot and all the power that we get. It's, I think, awful. New load screen? Ooh, really? Let me see if my game is done. Let's load it up and see, chat. Ooh, there might be music to listen to. Uh, we'll look at the patch notes very shortly, guys. Very shortly. Give me give me a little bit more time here to finish some of these questions. Deathblood. Uh, do you think hard mode could be a thing again? That's what this entire talk was about. Hoping that it could be. Um... What just happened? Why did that pop up? Open the game. Okay. And I didn't get one. I didn't get a new. Yeah, I didn't get a new loading screen. I didn't get one. Uh, If anybody wants to tweet it at me, I could pull it up on stream. Um, I don't think restarting Steam is going to make it pop up for whatever reason. It downloaded the update, but I'm not seeing seeing a a new starting screen for me. Yeah, a little bit of a bait there maybe. Scaro, what's your opinion on the loot that you get from the Grandmaster Nightfall and the gameplay trailer they showed? I've already voiced my opinions on this. I don't think it's good enough. I think it's I think it's unappealing. Uh, I and this is consistent with my position when I did um, I, I when I made my video about it. Grandmaster Nightfall. Uh, I said that they should. It's Destiny's new Twitter header. Okay, hang on. I said that. If they just did a currency increase, I wasn't going to be happy with it. Oh, it's this. This is the new. This is the new opening scene. Oh, wow. Okay, uh, opening screen or whatever loading screen. That's tight. Um, so I'm being consistent in my feedback on that. The Batman. Do you think seasonal activity will be another knockoff opulence? No, they've already shown us too much for that to be true. If hard raid were to return, would alternative mechanics for them be necessary? What I outlined in my video was that I appreciate increased pain, increased uh, mechanical pain, not just a bunch of deltas, and I use the Light Eater Knights to make my point. Uh, Do you think that they should bring back a key system like they did for Wrath of the Machine? Wrath of the Machine is still to date the best raid they have ever made. Internal currency, re-rolling of armor, extra chests, extra reason to run the raid beyond three. It is uh, synergistic perks, unique perks, um, mods, uh, uh, beneficial uh, perks on the armor. Absolutely the best raid to date. No doubt. Zivaltz. Do you believe that trials will be the only form of content for PvP players to get since we have had nothing for so long? It feels that this is just a complaint. I don't think that trials is the only thing. It looked like Iron Banner's getting new armor. Parasito. Could raids be something to get a playlist with modifiers or rotate through encounters instead of the entire raid? I don't know about encounters, but Age of Triumph could certainly, um, I think, certainly be... Um, certainly be 
on the horizon. Age of Triumph would be this, like a rotating raid week to week that has modifiers and challenges and stuff. Uh, two Bs. Not sure if this has been asked, but the fusion changes that are coming with backup plan, do you think precision frame fusion with backup plan will have no faster equip speed? I don't actually know how they're going to do it. School you, uh, Hey Rage, what do you think of the seal is going to be called? I have no idea. Probably worthy. Johnny Woodson. The last year of Destiny will bring everything from the old games and remaster them into the new ones with Riven Challenge. Probably not. Uh, obviously Bungie is holding back some details about this season. Is there anything particular you'd like to see this season that hasn't been addressed? Uh, unique perks is always what I'm asking for. New and unique perks, always. Um, the patch list is massive. You're going to need more than 30 minutes. Okay, I am going to then call it there. I appreciate the heads up, Simon. There's only about nine more questions. That'll be about a 45-minute Q&A. So we're going to read the patch notes now. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.